You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters Podcast. My name is Ian the Well-Informed. I'm here with Phil the Philabadger. I just think when it went all at the end of the day, I think Spider-Man needs the MCU more than the MCU needs Spider-Man. There, I've said it. Agreed. But we're still in a podcast studio where we're friendly and neighborly to each other. That's right. That's right. Yes. I'm not saying I'll, I'll miss Spider-Man, but you know, he needs the MCU more than more than the MCU needs him. Yeah, maybe true. And uh, <laughs> yes, uh, we have a guest today, uh, Brett from Eight Bit Waffles Podcast or Breakfast Table Podcast. That is correct. Yes. Um. Um. How should I start this transition for Spider-Man, though? <laughs> Although, the, you know, there's rumors that, uh, you know, Disney and Sony are still working on a deal, depending on who you believe. I don't think the Every- deal was ever final. It was yeah. kind of just leaked out to try and, and put press on, and everything on yeah, their case. And then depending on who you believe, both sides are the, both the angel and the villain in this saga. Nobody's going to come out looking good. Oh, they both have huge Twitter campaigns filled with bots oh, yeah. lording on the other. It's hey, actually I'm hilarious. not a bot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So far, no one in this room is a bot. Thank goodness. Uh, that you know of. That I know of. Oh. Uh, That's the kind of thing a bot would say. <laughs> uh, There's no captcha on this uh, podcast, right? No, nope. just... Just my phone, just you, all did, of our phones. Did, did, did you check the box, Ian, that said you're not a robot? Depends where. <laughs> if you're talking about well, Spider-Man, just, there was no box. <laughs> just pick out all the boxes that uh, show a vehicle and uh, we should be fine. I mean, I mean, I tried to check a box, but all I found was the blue pill. <laughs> if you heard about that... <laughs> Did you hear the other Marvel announcements coming to Disney Plus? Oh, I'm so excited! I, as they were announcing them, I was watching it uh, on a faux live stream that kept going in and out because the person kept having to throw their phone at the ground and then pop it back up real quick, and then throw it back at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. as it was going on, uh, I could just hear in the background. And we have She-Hulk coming. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. And then Miss Marvel. And I was like, there's no way they're doing Miss. And then they announced Moon Knight. I was like, it's done. I, you have my money, Disney. Just shut up and take my wallet. I'll be back. I need to change my pants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I've heard of She-Hulk, but I haven't heard of the other two. Yes. Am I very much out of the loop? Am I under a rock? <laughs> Uh, very much so. It's uh, the Camille Khan Miss Marvel is coming to Disney Plus for a short series, and so is Moon Knight. Um, the other exciting thing about Ms. Marvel is they said she would actually make it to the films. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I did see that. Kevin Feige is very excited to get her 
into the film. And he even kind of said that we might have already seen the uh, actress that will be playing her, too. So who that is, he kind of already alluded to the fact of we might have already seen her. So it won't be so hard to transition her into the films later on. One of the interesting things about Ms. Marvel is that Kamala Khan is inhuman. So they might link it to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I forgot about that. Yeah, she is. Most she people, is. Yeah, most people forgot about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. What? Shut up. It's amazing. <laughs> it's on its uh, last I've, season now, isn't it? Uh, season it, 7 will air next summer. That's it. Yep. Oh, okay. I mean, sure. I'm still watching it, so. It's amazing. Every season is better than their previous. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be bringing Ghost Rider back for this one, aren't they? Uh, Ghost Rider is coming back to Hulu? Yeah, they're doing oh, right. he, Ghost Rider is getting his own series yeah. on Hulu. Really? Yes. Yes. I missed that. Season 7 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will start in the 1930s, so we actually get uh, Peggy Carter cameos in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nice. I've been wanting more uh, since uh, Agent Carter ended, because that show was phenomenal. And yet nobody watched it. I'm sorry. I didn't watch it. Except for for people in this room. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. Most of the people, but yeah, I'm more into. Are you sure you're not a body in? <laughs> I'm sure I'm not a bot. <laughs> I know my name is not Gur, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I'm more happy to see that uh, Invader Zim got its own movie. Oh, Enter Netflix. the Florpus was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Something about Doctor Membrane just yelling, "This is my first moose." I lost it. I that that was I lost it during several scenes, but that was the moment where I was like, "I miss this show. It needs to come back." Uh, I have the feeling that is um, Mister Membrane is not a scientist, but a IT scientist. Yeah, because how can he not believe in black holes? How can he not believe in aliens? They're made of nitrogen, <laughs> and that's science. <laughs> but no, uh, that's just me, though. But. If you really were to pin him down, you'd probably find out he's a flat earther, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, his science would have been able to confirm that because he had kids going around the earth. Remember? Actually, I don't. I've never watched Invader Zim. Oh, oh my God. Oh, you. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> He's fine. Everybody just... has a flaw. <laughs> this is a very easy to mend one. It's just going to take you about 10 hours plus the movie. Uh, maybe I can, if I can get my kid interested, maybe I can. Oh, that'll be it. easy. They're going to be messed up for the rest of their life afterwards, but that'll be easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then he'll have something in common with me. There you go. Yes. A bonding experience. Exactly. <laughs> so now all of us can check the checkbox about being a bot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. But no. I think the coolest part of Enter the Florpus was uh, all of the different realities, like the puppets and the different animation yes. styles and stuff as they switched between realities. I also love that it opened up with the anime-ish style of yeah. Dib kind of uh, doing the voiceover of, I, my name is Dib. I'm 12 years old. And then Zim pops out as like a little, you know, bright eyed right. kid. And <laughs> it's so great. Everything about that movie is good. <laughs> I wasn't so happy with the changes they made to Gaz, but it grew on me as the, you know, movie went on. Like at the beginning, it was kind of like a very drastic turn in her character, but 
I wish they kind of made a joke about how she changed so much. But uh, as the movie went on, it kind of grew on me, and I was like, I like this new Gaz. I <laughs> this re- is okay. I really like the Armada from beginning to end. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can always go around it, but that would mean we would have to turn. <laughs> We're going straight. <laughs> We're going in a straight line. <laughs> so you're telling me your Armada only moves in a straight line? Yes! <laughs> I love uh, that movie. I've already watched it twice. It's so good. Uh, yeah, but... No, I... I like so, picking up So that. you've watched it twice, but you, you haven't earned the axe, the legendary axe from Apex Legends? No, I don't, I don't play Apex Legends, sadly. I don't either. It's just... Um, but you've, but oh. this legendary axe co- only co- will only cost you one hundred and seventy dollars. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's it? <laughs> let me get my credit card out now. <laughs> I mean, and that's what they all say. Like, but it's anywhere between, uh, from my sources, anywhere between one hundred fifty to two hundred thirty dollars. Oh, you're just selling me on this more and more. You're saying <laughs> that I could save twenty dollars possibly. I think that's exactly what he said. I think that I, I that's what I picked up on. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I know I'm supposed to do improv on here, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to joke, but you're completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, Although I. Didn't I also hear that you there was a possibility you could get this axe out of a loot box? Um, but your odds were better if you just spent the hundred and seventy dollars outright. Is that kind of was what I heard? I'd rather just sit on the outside of Apex Legend and give it the axe. But uh, you're going to have to explain what's, what's special about this axe that people are even going. I should put a hundred and even a hundred and fifty dollars to try and get it. What's special about it? I mean, but I think looks... it's, I think it's yellow and it glows is what I what I saw. Oh, so I mean, it doesn't I, give you any bonus stats. I or just anything saw like I just, just I just saw a picture of it and I saw a headline. I'm like, that's all I need to know about a game I'm not gonna, ever going to play. So, I mean, it's supposed to kind of be the end all be all of the like short range weapons. <laughs> oh, okay, but. <laughs> Um, people were I mean, kind of. I don't know how much it compares to the legendary axe, the old Turbo Graphics 16 game. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good game. You're talking about Golden Axe. No, legendary axe. Legendary axe. Golden axe was on Genesis. You're right. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that was that's that seems like a better axe too than Apex Legends. I, I could go for a game of Golden Axe right now. That'd be fun. So could I. Me three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so who is your who is your who is your guy in Golden Axe? Who's your character? The, um, the red guy. I forget his name. The red girl. Or <laughs> <laughs> I think her name was uh, either red, We won't green. assume her gender. <laughs> uh, not, hmm. I mean, there was the bl- the blue guy with the without a shirt on. It was the blue guy with the red it's with the blue guy. speedo. <laughs> And then there's the green guy, right? The dwarf with the who dwarf. Act, was the only character who actually had an axe. 
<laughs> I think I was mostly the dwarf, but I remember playing the dude in blue shorts. I was usually a guy wearing the blue shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but which character did you play as? Um, you told me you were wearing I, blue shorts. You know, which character did you actually play at, in the game as? I mean, I mean, not. I would usually play <laughs> as that. I don't. If there's a joke, it's over my head. <laughs> well, then we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. There was a joke there. Yes. Um, you'll get it later when you re-listen to the podcast, and you'll be like, "Dang it!" <laughs> I'm sure it is. It'll <laughs> bug me till the end of this, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. But no, um, we're talking about Golden Axe, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> just let it slide. You'll get it just later. Let it slide. We'll, just we'll just move on. It'll just, just eat you up inside uh, for the next couple hours until you it clicks. Until two until around two o'clock two a.m. this morning, you'll sit you'll sit up uh, straight in bed like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I want is to ride the tiger, but <laughs> but that's a whole other game or even <laughs> song, right? Right. And then uh, just look the tiger in the eye, and you'll see the thrill of the fight. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you know what hey, I don't think you know what me and um, Phil are talking about. Eye of the tiger? No. <laughs> no. Then I'm lost. Um, I think I'm lost too. <laughs> he's gotta, we got something in common. <laughs> we we've got to get away, right? Get away. <laughs> Just got to get away. Yes. Um, Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> but, no. Um, what else do we have on our list? Um, Brad, do you watch YouTube? I mean, that's a very general question, but yes, I do watch YouTube. Um, do you know anything about... Uh, people who swat other people oh yeah it's a very big thing that's more a twitch thing now than uh youtube because people like to do that while people are on live stream because then they get to see it in action and everything like that it was a big thing for youtube for a while but it kind of moved all over to twitch now but i think youtube kind of doesn't do the live anymore or it's very they limited. do live, but it's a lot of the bigger channels that basically mm-hmm. you can't swat them because they already have relations with their local police department uh-huh. and stuff like that. Like They'll get a call before they show up at their door kind uh-huh. of thing. Uh, Twitch streamers, anybody can, you know, a 10-year-old can jump on Twitch and start streaming. They don't have to be established at all in order to start doing that. And they're, they're an easier target for the trolls and everything that are trying to do this very stupid thing in the first place. Well, there's a story that came out that YouTube is actually suing someone who um, put false DMC claims and swatted somebody at their own house. Uh, the swatting part is actually a very low part of that entire proceeding. The bigger part is they illegally claimed ownership of... Correct me if I'm wrong, but they claimed ownership over all of Minecraft 
against some people that were posting Let's Plays for Minecraft. Or at least something to do with Minecraft. I can't remember exactly what he claimed ownership of. But it was Let's Players for Minecraft that were posting videos and he was telling them, take these down or pay me money in order to use them because I own that. And he really didn't. Right. No, he had um, nothing. This wasn't Notch doing this. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But that's a part of it. But also, once he gave them a second strike, they were forced to give their address. And so then he swatted them. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> But the the bigger part of it is they literally – in order to put in one of these uh, copyright claims against these people, they had to sign a letter going, I literally own everything about this video, you know, and everything. They broke the law in so many ways before they even got to the swatting that the swatting is kind of like the cherry on top of the giant 15-pound Sunday of problems that they caused for themselves. I think the only reason the swatting is even mentioned in the... Uh, Notice is to kind of give a little bit more of a, this guy wasted police time on top of doing all this other illegal stuff. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, from a, <laughs> and you're looking at it from a big picture oh, perspective yeah. and they do want to, hey, YouTube wants to do this because they do want to set an example, but this helps in the short term from what I figure, because there's no way of YouTube being able to litigate to um, to a higher extent than maybe, say, once a month. <laughs> well, even then, the amount of – this isn't a simple copyright claim. This isn't like a strike. This is a person literally going, I have legal ownership of this, which – Let's say you put I mean, a KD- that, that sounds like it's you know it's basically a, he's going to be charged with fraud. Right. Which, but it's a, which would be a criminal matter. Yeah, it goes a step beyond what most you hear about with like copyright strikes and stuff like that. Cuz most you know copyright issues are resolved, you know, in a in a civil manner. Right. Um you know where it's between two two particular parties where if something becomes a criminal matter that's when the state get, or the or the federal government would get involved. Right. And so it wouldn't be YouTube pursuing that litigation any for any longer. Yeah, because this one, it's not so much like a copyright strike like by an automated system or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like even if you put like a Katy Perry song in your video and it gets flagged for copyright and you fight that and everything like that, the chance that uh, the parent company of Katy Perry's music is actually going to put – a full DMCA request against you is zero to none because it means that they had to bring paperwork to their lawyers to then submit that and everything like that. What this guy did, not as a lawyer, he submitted that paperwork going, I own full ownership of this. Because even like you put something from like the new Men in Black in your video, Sony would have to prove that everything in your video is owned by them. Not just that two seconds of a Men in Black meme everything in your video is owned by them and no single company can literally own everything of your video so this kind of proceeding is very rare and this person did it on multiple people multiple channels 
And that's why I got YouTube's attention to go, hey, you can't do this. You're literally breaking our terms of policy. So we're going to sue you on that ground. And these creators are kind of going, thank you, YouTube. Thank you. Yeah. It's, so it, it's it, a lot bigger of a deal because of that. It, this went further than any like company's copyright claims have ever gone for YouTube. Like these have happened in the past, of course, when somebody like uploads an entire series of Family Guy on their channel and stuff like that, and these kind of requests go through, and usually the person goes, "Yeah, I definitely don't own Family Guy, so I'm going to back off of this." But uh, this was like one of the first cases where it's paperwork was filed out and it was not owned in any way by the person filling out the paperwork. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's I, a lot I, more complicated than that, but it's it's a very interesting case because it's been going on for about... I think the information on it started coming out like two or three days ago on it. Uh, closer to a week, but... Yeah, okay, it, it started showing up on like my radar about two or three days ago, so when I found out about it. Yeah, I found out, I believe, like, Tuesday, but... Oh, okay. But it's something that... It's something to keep looking at and see where it goes. Yeah, it's definitely much. one of those topics that I'm following, because I really want to see how this goes, especially in court, because this is going to change a lot of copyright law when it comes to online videos and everything. Like, you might not look at the bigger picture right now, but... This is going to change a lot of things and how those claims are made in the future and how you have to prove yourself and how you might be able to get away without proving yourself. Like there's I guarantee like Warner Brothers, Sony, Universal Music Group, they're all focused in on this proceeding right now and pretty much making notes of everything that happens because this is going to be one of the cases that people are going to reference when it comes to new law and copyright information going on for the foreseeable future it's a big deal yeah and then there's i mean youtube seems to be having a lot of legally stuff brought to them right like in the case of there's these five youtubers that are part of, you know, that promote the lgbtq community and they're being um they're being um demonetized or even um they can't reach their audience because they're promoting that oh, community because it's not seen as advertiser friendly and yeah no um oh this is um, a different reason um the ceo and president of youtube um said in an interview that it's more a part of the automated system <laughs> oh, okay that that's happening and I, for the most part, want to believe her, but <laughs> <laughs> because I, it's machine learning. It's there's no way a human can um, do that. But then you, you have think things if... like you have things like Twitter. You have uh, uh, places like YouTube who are kind of doing the same thing. And I want to believe her, but I can't. <laughs> At the same time, you would think that if this came up multiple times as a false flag, that they would, like, mark those channels as going, okay, these need, you know, if it gets auto-flagged, it needs mandatory look-through before it actually gets flagged. 
Like they would have it in a separate section because they had that for a couple channels that kept getting falsely flagged for stuff or they would have uh, communities go after these channels and flag them and everything. And they were listed under mandatory approval process where before the video would go up, it go somebody at YouTube would watch through it real quick and then go approved. And then they didn't have to worry about flagging after that. So if that was the case for these videos, I would think that they would put them in that category unless they don't do that anymore, which I have a hard time believing they don't do that anymore because YouTube is bigger than ever now. I wouldn't say that they're bigger than ever. They they've they they're still the top dog though. They they're are the top dog, but there's been a lot of things going on like I heard this week um that they finally announced a date for the rematch between KSI and Logan Paul. That's still a thing. That's still a thing. What? I'm still waiting for that Justin Bieber versus Tom Cruise fight. I will pay for pay-per-view for that one fight just to watch that happen because it's going to be hilarious either yeah. way it goes. Yeah, Tom Cruise will never say never, I guess. Um, <laughs> but well, if I all. recall correctly, he already said, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and Justin Bieber kind of started backing out, and I don't think I heard anything since then. <laughs> Probably because I don't think Justin Bieber ever expected Tom Cruise to respond, let alone go, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. This is going to be fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh. And I think, you know, Tom Cruise, you know, he's he's famous for doing a lot, you know, at least some of some if not most of his own stunts. So oh yeah, you know yeah. You want to know he's a badass. Then. You, you want to fight the guy that literally was like, no, no, I don't want a stunt double to be hanging on the outside of an airplane while it's taking off. I'll do that. You want to fight that guy? Yeah, you got a death wish. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's, <laughs> I know Tom Cruise is old, but at the same time, I wouldn't pick a fight with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like picking a fight with Terry Crews. Yeah, I know that you're uh, lactose intolerant, so I think I can take you on. No, no, you can't. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you throw some yogurt at him, but yeah. that's, uh, that has to be how yeah, the fight if, starts. If you miss, he's just going to make him mad. Right. <laughs> no. I mean, who would be a good fight for Tom Cruise, though, on the YouTube side? <laughs> On the YouTube side, no one. Absolutely no one. Absolutely no one. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. No, no one. I, I personally would like to see Barbarous Cake. If you know who that is, uh, the name does not ring a bell. Barbarous King is a person who makes ROM hacks for mainly Super Mario and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, I know he's not. Um, a good fighter. I just want to see him face off again. <laughs> you just want to see what he looks yeah. like. <laughs> I want to see this scrawny kid come out with a keyboard and go, let's fight Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, you want to see the kid with the nerdy glasses from uh, Robot Chicken face <laughs> Yes, I, I want to see that fight. I want to see the guy what actually Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 3 you couldn't have actually jumped out of that plane at that moment because momentum. And then she watched Tom Cruise slap him in the face and just knock him unconscious. <laughs> He's going, well, actually. <laughs> that, that's uh, the fight I want to see. Oh. Get on it, Tom Cruise, please, for the love of God. I want to see this fight. <laughs> yeah, just 
throw up meat at Invader Zim or something. <laughs> but no. Remember this ham? It's going to be important later on. Don't forget it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Phil. You have to see that movie. <laughs> Apparently I do. I mean, can I just go straight to the movie or do I kind of have to go watch you, the series? You first? actually can. It does do a brief, like, two-minute... Uh, explanation of everything from the first episode of the series and everything after that it's very episodic so you don't need to know everything going into the next episode it's the previous there's only like three things of continuity that you need to know and one of those wasn't even explained in the show uh which is mini moose he kind of just appears in the last episode before it got canceled uh-huh. which they were going to explain it in another episode but they found it funnier to when the show got canceled, just throw him into the last episode without any explanation. Just have him show off like he's right. been there the whole time. and w- Kind of like a Cousin Oliver. Yeah, so in even the main character, Invader Zim, he even goes, That's Minnie Moose! He's been here the whole time! <laughs> Which confused so many people. <laughs> but there's basically three things you need to know. Invader Zim comes is seen as a failure by his race, so he's sent to Earth as a punishment to take it over. Uh, there's this guy named Dib that is trying to stop him, and that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. So, go watch the movie. It is so worth it. It is great 90s random stupid humor throughout an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what show is it like? I want to say it's How a much lot like... Is um, it, does it, would it remind me of Ren and Stimpy? No, uh, is it more like Rocco's Modern Life? Or? It's it'll be a little bit closer to Rocco's Modern Life, and that it has like a lot of adult humor mixed with stupid kid humor, uh huh, mixed throughout the Rocco's Modern Life nostalgia. Or what was the episode called? Static Cling. That that little special was so good. That released two, three, three weeks ago now. Wow, yeah, that almost released a month ago now. I think because Invader Zim was last week. And wasn't Rocco like two weeks before that? That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Rocco's Modern Life. I Get can out. watch it. I Get out. This is my podcast. I don't care. Get out. <laughs> I've never watched it, so I guess you're going to be doing this podcast on your own now. Oh, well, that's going to be strange. It's, it's just going to be waffles. No chicken waffles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um. But no, I have watched episodes of it. I do like seeing it from time to time. Rock with Modern Life, but yeah. Oh, that show was fantastic. And the Static Cling episode is like a great uh, nostalgia kind of feeling episode that feels like it's new Rocco, but feels like it's old Rocco. It's just, if you loved Rocco's Modern Life, watch Static Cling on Netflix. It is so good. It's only like 40 minutes long, so it's not even like a full TV movie. It was going to be a TV special. Kind of like Hey Arnold. That's what it was. Hey Arnold came out with the Jungle movie two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Something like that. So it's the same kind of feel. Okay. but I know that we talked about Twitch and YouTube and live streams a little bit back maybe like five minutes ago yeah um did you hear feels like forever um, <laughs> yes it feels like forever <laughs> feel um no um do you hear what happened with um why 
ninja left Twitch? I did not hear the precise reason. Uh, I know that Microsoft gave him a lot of money. <laughs> I thought that was the reason. I, I that's a, that's one of the reasons. I, that but, sounds like the prime reason. I don't know about you, but I like money. So if Microsoft came to me and was like, "Hey, we're gonna give you money," I'd be like, "I like money. Let's do this." Yeah, I mean, one of the bigger reasons why he left Twitch was because um, when Ninja would lock off. He, his um his content would show recommended channels and he didn't like that one of them one of the recommended channels that was put on there was adult rated content so he didn't like so he didn't it. like that all of his viewers were finding better content than him <laughs> that's what it sounds like that that's that's a on very his, jealousy inspired on, it's, on it's, his behalf, the, he didn't yeah, ask for it. <laughs> he kind of made it sound like he didn't like the idea of recommended channels, uh, period, much less yeah. you know whether or not they were adult. How dare Twitch send all my people to this channel that's obviously much better than mine? I'm going to Microsoft because <laughs> they gave me a bag of money. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying recommended. I mean, more like, like suggested based off of um if you like twitches you might like pirates <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i still think that's a jealousy complex because he could have moved into that market and gotten that I mean, demographic as well not, or he could have <laughs> just found a way to broadcast 24 7 and this never would have been an issue there you go see this is this is all on ninja this isn't a Twitch problem at all. Ninja was just being jealous that Twitch was promoting he, better channels than him. How dare he want to have a life of his own? Yeah. <laughs> he it, works for us. <laughs> uh, this is user-created content for the people. We're the people. We decide the content. You didn't provide it, so we went to this adult channel to get our content. If he wanted those demographics, he could have gotten those demographics. That's true. But See? most of his most of his demographic are teenagers. Uh, yeah, and who so likes that, adult yeah, content more than teenagers? Who apparently keep vampire-type hours, so... <laughs> thank you for... Oh, Brad, thank you for being the devil's advocate. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Every show needs one. Every show needs one. <laughs> if there's anybody that needs an advocate, it's the devil. He's very... <laughs> he doesn't have enough people making his case nowadays. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but no, it. I, <laughs> I completely guess. derailed you, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you. Um, yeah, you were basically kung fu fighting me. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Those yes. kicks are fast as lightning. Yes. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. <laughs> But, but no, like, um, maybe we still have some time. Um, Look at that expert timing. Yes, <laughs> I know, right? Absolutely. Um, but what else do we have? We have a YouTuber that is being his own worst enemy. <laughs> is he also recommending adult channels to all of his fans? He curses, so yes. <laughs> oh, okay. That, most YouTubers curse. What's the big deal about that? Um, 
nothing. I mean, he's he is kind of he is more PG as of late, but um, he decided to make a video about all of his mistakes, and I'm like, it's a 38 minute video, and is it a 38 minute apology video with ads? With the title of it being, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes! <laughs> you like that type of thing? Oh, I live for those videos because I watch them with ad blocker on with a thing of popcorn. And I'm just like, oh, keep telling me how sorry you are about all this stupid stuff you did. Keep, t- oh, I love it. Just keep, oh, pour all your sorrow all over. I want you bottling your tears. I want you to send them to me. Your middle name is now Cartman. On this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> They're so insincere. I just love watching. I'm I'm so sorry to all my fans that I did those things and I regret it all. No, tears, f- tears, and you're watching them in the background shooting pepper into their eyes. See, I'm crying. Foomf, foomf. Tears, tears. Get some salt in there. Let's see if that'll bring more tears out. Watching I, them pluck uh, nose hairs off screen to try and get a little bit more. I'm so sorry. No, he does. He does seem sincere, but I am the type of None person of them are who can't. He seems. So a, was there an incident that brought about this apology or? Yeah, there was an incident that I spent five minutes listening to and then left the video because I couldn't take it anymore. He was being his own worst enemy (laughs) in that sense. I remind me never to see that, um, to not continue that video because it's like, no, I, I can't care. I'm here to see you do funny and creative content and if you made a mistake it's obviously not on me just um just close the effing door who was this youtuber and what did they do i don't know exactly what he did but his name is Boogie2988. He's kind oh, of Oh, he's been famous. doing all kinds of stupid stuff for the last, like, six or seven months now. Like, ever since we got into the year 2019, he's just been on a rampage. Like, he constantly brags about the money he's making to all his fans. And then he bought a car. He might have bought a Tesla, actually. I think he bought a Tesla. No, he didn't. What did um, he buy? He... Put a down payment on a car, but then reneged on it. <laughs> right. He no, he actually did get the car. He did get the car, and then he was begging his fans for money because he was so poor now because he couldn't afford it. After like going on a rampage of I can afford this, I make more money than you guys, or whatever he sounds like, and. I'm guessing you probably described it pretty accurate. Yeah. It, that's uh, all I hear. I somebody have, starts bragging about their kind of money. So that, that That's what I assume. Whenever somebody's like, I make so much money, bah, 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 that that's the voice they, they have just, in my head. They just lose the ability to make words. Right. <laughs> but it, I do not feel sympathy for him at all. He has done so much stupid stuff. There's, there's YouTubers that have real apologies. Him, 
I don't believe it at all. He has just been doing stupid thing and apologizing and stupid thing, apologize. He's the new Logan Paul right now. He is just messing up in every way possible. Uh, just short of, you know, having a video come out of him punting a dog across like a busy highway. That's the only thing he hasn't done so far this year. Yet. You know, <laughs> there's still a couple months. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess we'll just see how sincere the impo- apology is. Yeah, and and then we'll wait another month for the next apology video. I can't wait. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, like, I mean, what is up with these? Um, big picture question. Um, what is up with these apology videos? Saying I'm not the type of person to. If I did something wrong, I'm not going to make an apology. I'm going to say I did something wrong, and this is how I'll make up for it. <laughs> well, here's because, the difference between because then well, you they don't know a, I'm being you don't genuine. have a YouTube channel to support, though. Yeah, I was going to say the difference here is it, your apology isn't dependent on you making 15 million dollars next year. If you don't apologize to whoever, you might be like, "Well, I lost that friend." For them, they're going, if I don't apologize right now, I'm losing out on foreseeable income in the future. There's a difference there. Yeah. So, of course, they got to come up with an apology. Plus, the apology usually gets more hits on their video than anything else they do. And it drives more hits on their their legacy content because people want to go back and see what the apology is about. Right. It's all about money. That's why they make these. That's why I love watching them with a bucket of popcorn and ad block turned on, just going, oh, uh, shower me in your tears, sad man that's making millions off this video. Please, this is great. I love this. Keep it up. I'm sorry I punted my dog across a busy highway. It won't happen again on video, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Next time I'll be more discreet about it so nobody's filming me on their cur- uh. Their old Nokia phone from 1970. Uh, Which still has battery charge left, apparently. <laughs> yeah, from 1970. Exactly. They, they charged it when they bought it, and they're uh, just taking this video now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give up um, shit to about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, and no. that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> but no um but no if i were to make an apology and i know i would make the apology and i'd say this is what i'm going to do to <laughs> prove that i'm being genuine <laughs> the problem is most of these people they don't have any ability to be genuine in these apology videos you can tell they're only making it because if they don't, they're losing viewership. That's it. That that's what it comes down to. You can uh, always you can always tell the ones that are doing it with a with a metaphorical gun to their head, right? Because uh, there's a couple YouTubers that have messed up and they have put out an apology video and stuff like that, but their apology video is like two minutes long and basically going, "I wronged this person." I apologize to this person in private, took care of that. Please don't let this reflect on my future videos and everything like that. It's been dealt with. It's been taken care of. And it's been done in private. Instead, these people that put out a 40-minute video with 22 ads in it 
and pretty much the entire thing is them going, a boo-hoo, feel sad for me, I did this thing, and you guys caught on to it. (laughs) Boo-hoo. Yeah, I mean, I have one last um, topic I want to talk about, and I know that most of the people here don't know this type of stuff because it's more children's programming. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) But um, well, wake I have, me up I, when it's done. I have a five-year-old at home, so you never know what I might be familiar with. Uh, yeah, I mean that's why I said most, or maybe uh-huh. half, or something like that. But um, um, well, Randy loves baby sharks, so he might know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is um, the views and discretions, <laughs> uh, Brad. Will not always represent the views of the Retro Detroit Nerd Fighters podcast. Or my own views for that matter. <laughs> but uh, um So when can we expect your apology video? <laughs> uh I don't know. When am I gonna be paid fifteen million dollars for making a video? <laughs> I'll um, apologize for anything I've ever done. I'll apologize for stuff I haven't done if I get fifteen million dollars out of it. <laughs> I have no comment for that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, I heard last week that uh, um, this company called Dasan was working with um, Sesame Street, <laughs> and they're an advocacy uh, an advocacy group for autism, and um, what makes this story interesting is that um. Um, Sesame Street's um, content is shifted less toward Asan, A-S-A-N, and more toward a company called Autism Speaks. Um, and what Autism Speaks has done within the last maybe couple years is make, make this um, – it's made this kind of book or pamphlet called The Five Stages of Grief, telling that parents should be grieving over their children who have autism because um, uh, their children are (laughs) non-communicative. And so people who have been watching the show are now enraged that it's went from being uh, less like Sesame Street and more like, don't hug me, I'm scared. (laughs) I love that show, though. Don't I, hug me, I'm scared. I don't watch Sesame Street, but that "Don't hug me, I'm scared" is fantastic. It is fantastic, <laughs> not for children, but it's. But Sesame Street shouldn't go more toward "Don't hug me, I'm scared." It's <laughs> so it's a not so great of an advocate. Advocate that word group for uh, people with autism is what you're saying. Yeah, um, when. It, I talk when I talk advocacy, it's people with disabilities, right? And um, Asan so, is Asan is a much better group than Autism Speaks, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But they um, most companies that um, are on the autism, like within an autism network or within a nonprofit or for profit company, have to deal with autism speaks because mm-hmm. they're the um they're the they're big the player juggernaut. Right now. they're the juggernaut that has all the money that 
does the um, informed information. <laughs> um, my only thing that I can say about this article is that it's less um, – um, I'm not mad at Sesame Street that much. I can uh, – I'm – I mean are you going to boycott it by stopping watching it now? I'm – not watching it anyway. <laughs> so the boycott continues. It's the boycott continues. I mean, what I'm doing is advocating for the person who wrote this article, the people who are advocating for taking um, taking, autis- uh, taking Autism Speaks out of the equation and bringing Asan back. <laughs> gotcha. Um, that's where I'm advocating not the boycott, but to uh, uh, promote these people. Who... And for those who don't know, Assam is Autism Society of America, or no? It's a different um, Assam. Um, ASA is Autism Society of America. Okay. Assam. I forget the analogy for it. It's um um. It's. Autism something. Is that the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network? Yes, it is. (laughs) Yep. Look at Randy with the Googles. Yes. Thanks, Randy. Thank you. I use Bing. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The the stepchild of Google. (laughs) Yes. It's the Waluigi of Google, correct? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. The one everyone forgets, yes. <laughs> so so my only question is, what's the uh, group that's coming out with the five stages of grieving because you just had a baby? That's Autism Speaks. No, that's because you had a baby with autism. Where's the one for the regular, you know, people go, so you just had a baby. Here's the five stages of grieving for you. That's Tom Cruise. Ah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um... That's just life. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, we need that booklet out, too. They, they shouldn't be... Uh... Yeah, I just don't call it Brian, because you'll have to sing, always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes. But, um... Uh, what's your name again, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just some guy that you've been asking to come on your podcast. Don't uh, worry. <laughs> thank you for being here. <laughs> Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, the Breakfast Table podcast or on 8bitwaffles.com where I review movies, TV shows, basically everything geek culture, as well as on Twitter at uh, Brad.Wesner and on Instagram, Brad.Wesner. All right. Where can we find you, Phil? Uh, you can uh, probably find me um, in front of my in front of a Nintendo Switch once Astral Chain comes out next week. Uh. I'm kind of pumped for that one. Uh, Platinum Games. I'm ever since uh, Near Automata been a big fan of theirs. So anxious to see what they do next. Um, you can find me at eInform.com. Um, look for the tab that says "Already Enough" on. Um, um, on Twitter at eInformed. Um, I will be just chilling. Thank you, uh, Damage Control, and 
as always at DFTBA. 